welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. I'm a retired Baptist preacher with over 50 years in the ministry of teaching and preaching the King James Bible, God's Holy Word. The purpose of this podcast is to present the Word of God as being just as relevant today as it was in the day it was written. Today we are going to continue our study on just a thought on the book of Revelation, a verse-by-verse study to see what God has to say to us from His Word. Our study takes us today to Revelation chapter 8, verse 6. We have already seen in the first five verses what God is going to bring upon this earth. The introduction to what is about to fall in the sounding of the seven trumpets. For we've seen as the Lord Jesus opens the seventh seal, there's silence in heaven, a stunned silence perhaps, at what is about to fall on this earth. We've seen seven trumpets given to seven angels, seven being the number that God deals with Israel through. So it's a reminder to us that this is the time of Jacob's trouble not the church. We've seen how an angel with the golden censer takes the incense and places it or presents it before God off the golden altar, the altar before the Holy of Holies. But this altar is the altar in heaven before the throne of God. The type, the altar that is the reality of the shadow of the altar of incense in the tabernacle on earth and later in the temple. We've seen as the angel presents the incense before God and the prayers of God's people go up with the incense before the Lord. We've seen how the angel then takes the censer, the golden censer, and fills it with fire off the altar. Whether the golden altar of incense, or the fire off the altar, the brazen altar, the altar of judgment. Personally, I think it's probably the fire off the altar of judgment, the brazen altar. He places that fire into the censer and casts the censer to the earth. And there are voices and thunderings and lightnings. And the Bible says that there is also a great earthquake that hits. All of this has, been, has taken place in the first five verses. Now we come to verse 6. As the angels prepare to sound. So let me read you verse 6 of Revelation chapter 8. The seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. We've seen that trumpets are mentioned in the Bible in the way of calling the assembly together in the way of proclaiming liberty in Israel and in the way of pronouncing judgment and bringing war upon the enemies of Israel at Jericho. How God used the trumpet sound as the people had marched around the city for six days, one time each day. And then on the seventh day, they had marched around seven times. And when the trumpet sounded, and the people shouted, the wall came down flat 
And the people went up into the city, and God's judgment fell upon Jericho. Now we come to the trumpets in the book of Revelation, and the sounding of them. And what's about to take place is, we are going to go through the tribulation period for the second time. The first time we went through was the seven seals. Then now we're going to go through with the seven trumpets. This is a repeated warning to the wicked of this world that God intends to do exactly what he says he's going to do. You know, I think about Nebuchadnezzar. God told Nebuchadnezzar through Daniel what he was going to do. And Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar that because God had brought the dream to him twice, that meant that it was an established fact. It was going to happen. Joseph also told Pharaoh the same thing, that God had given him the dream twice, meant it was established. So God is going to take us through the tribulation period four times, proclaiming to us that this is a reality that is going to fall upon this earth. It is a certainty. We are to reason with this world as Paul reasoned with Felix in the book of Acts, chapter 24 and verse 25. The Bible says he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. And Felix trembled. But Felix, like the world, simply said, go your way. I'll call you when I have a convenient season. Listen, there is a reality of the judgment that God is going to bring upon this world. The book of Revelation sets forth that reality. And you better believe it. Good news for us today is that salvation is available. The Bible says, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I secured, secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The good news is, is that this, isn't, this event hasn't happened yet. The good news is, is that there's still the day of salvation. We're living in the day of salvation. And you can get saved if you will. By trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The bad news is that in that day, when this falls, when that censor is cast to this earth, when these events take place, and these seven trumpets are sounded, for the lost, there is no hope except judgment to fall upon the lost. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 28, Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. All you'll call in that day, but you'll call too late. You're going to end up waiting too late if you wait for that day. And that day, 
Men are going to see the judgment of God come upon this world. And at the conclusion of these seven trumpets, they're going to see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory, like he promised in Luke chapter 21 and verse 27. And in that day, men are going to cry to the mountains, saying, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. They're going to cry when the heavens are departed as a scroll in Revelation chapter 6, verses 14 through 17. Every mountain and island will be moved out of its place before these events are finished. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man will hide themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, the scripture says. And they'll say to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For that great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? Listen, that's a day when God will mark iniquity. And the psalmist said in Psalm 130 in verse 3, If thou, Lord, shouldst mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? Malachi says, But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller soap. The answer to the question is, who shall stand? Only the man that is in Christ Jesus. Because all those that are outside of Christ Jesus, well, they're going to cry for the rocks and the mountains to hide them from the wrath of the Lamb. And as the old song goes, no hiding place down here. I went to the rock to hide my face. The rock cried out, no hiding place. No hiding place down here. You won't find a hiding place from God in that day. In verse 7 of Revelation chapter 8, we read, The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of the trees were burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. My, what a picture. Hail, fire, mingled with blood. The third part of the trees burn up. The third part of the grass burn up when this trumpet is sounded. We find in Scripture that hail literally is the missiles of God out of heaven. Let me give you an example. Look at Revelation chapter 16 and verse 21. Revelation chapter 16 and verse 21 says, And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. Can you imagine? Here are hailstones falling upon this earth. They weigh a talent, which is approximately 130 pounds each. And men blaspheme God. They don't cry out for salvation. They cry out in cursing God, just as men curse God today. I say missiles 
for missiles they are. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 11 says, It came to pass, as they fled, this is the enemies of Israel, as they fled before Israel, and were in going down to Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Ezekiel, and they died. The scripture goes on to say, They were more than died, they were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Job asked the question, Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow? In Job 38, verses 22 and 23, Or hast thou seen the treasures of the hail I have reserved against the time of trouble and against the day of battle and war? God asked Job, Have you seen, have you entered into the treasures of the snow? Have you considered the hail that I've reserved to fall upon this world in judgment in the day of battle and war? Wait till God makes war on this world. It's going to be a terrible time. We see hail and fire mingled with blood. Well, we saw in Exodus chapter 9, verses 23 through 25, Moses stretched forth his rod and sent thunder and hail and fire ran along the ground. So here's Moses back in the picture. Moses, one of the two witnesses, is going to come back to this earth. And at that time, he's going to be in Jerusalem. And these events are going to take place. And once again, thunder and hail and fire is going to come down upon this earth. And it's so grievous in Exodus chapter 9, verses 23 through 25, that there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. But here it comes again against this world. They hailstones throughout all the land of Egypt smites the herb of the field and breaks every tree of the field and man and beast in the field. This is the day that Ezekiel speaks of in chapter 38 and verse 22. And this God says, I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood. This is Israel he's talking about. And I will rain upon him and upon his bands, upon the many people that are with him, the Antichrist, and overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Sounds like Sodom and Gomorrah, doesn't it? When God sends fire and brimstone upon them. Man has shed the blood of God's saints. Now God's going to give man blood. It's going to be mingled with the fire and with the hail and with the lightnings. This is the wages of God's enemies. In Psalm chapter 11, verses 5 and 6. The scripture says, The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked, and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. The wicked of this world are going to get their right, their just desserts, if you will. 
the result of this fire that's going to fall from heaven and hail mingled with blood is going to burn up the third part of the trees, a third part of the green grass. My, how man worships the trees. I feel so much closer to God in the trees, man says. Well, so did Adam. He was hiding in the trees with Eve, trying to hide his sin. But there was no hiding place in the Garden of Eden, and there is no hiding place here. And God strikes at the trees, the trees that have covered up the idolatry of this world. And God strikes at the very thing that man uses to make the idols, the trees, and the grass. My man loves the green grass, but God's going to scorch it. God's opinion of the worshipers of nature is set forth throughout this chapter. I would submit to you today that God is not a conservationist when it comes to the environment of this world. But my, the world tries desperately to conserve it. But if you look at Second Peter chapter 3, verses 10 and 12, and listen to what it says, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with the fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, if you realize that the God of the universe, the God who made the universe, is going to destroy this world that we live in. He said, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in, holy, in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved? And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. So Christian, God's asking us, what manner of man should you be? You who are saved, we who are saved, shouldn't we be holy and righteous before the holy and righteous God? Shouldn't we be more concerned about our worship of God than the worship of this world? Shouldn't we be more concerned about conserving the souls of men by bringing them to Jesus Christ for salvation than conserving this old world and its environment which will pass away? I think we should be. And there is no question but what we should be. My, we try to pretty things up in this world. We make pretty graveyards. We beautify the graves. We dress up the wages of sin, which Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 says, the wages of sin is death. And Revelation tells us that death is the second death, which is the lake of fire where death and hell are cast. My, how we like to dress it up. But there's nothing pretty about sin nor its outcome. And we need to let men know what the outcome of sin is. We need to let men know what God says is going to come to this world. God tells us what's coming. 
But men just don't believe it. So what do they do? They mock God. They mock its consequence, the consequences of sin. They reject him. And the Bible says, be not deceived, God's not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So if you trust Christ as your personal Savior, you sow to the Spirit. And you reap life everlasting. If you sow to this world, well, you reap what you sow. And that's destruction. And ultimately, you're going to end up in a devil's hell. What a day of judgment this is going to be. What a day of judgment awaits this world. Should we who know the truth and the salvation of God, should we sit by quietly and let the world go to hell, literally, without putting up the roadblocks and being the witnesses that we're told to be by the Savior? But I would warn you that though we've come to the conclusion of this lesson, there's much more to come. This is just the beginning of trouble for this world. It only gets worse, worse than man can imagine, but that God has outlined for us in the book of Revelation. So let me say once again, if you've not trusted the Savior, call on him today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. If you just put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll get saved. Well, till the next lesson, God bless. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on Just a Thought on the book of Revelation. Now, before you go, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast. And you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now.